All right, let's go. It's Sunday pour, bringing the weekend in. Hey, it's uh, Afghanistan's in shambles. There's a bomber at the Capitol apparently today. Uh, good news is the Yankees are having a hell of a week, although we'll probably jinx it and ruin it with a little Twins comeback. And we're here on a Thursday night taping, pouring ourselves a drink, dealing with life's problems the only way we know how. Uh, pouring a drink and talking out of our ass. And we could call it a show. And how the fuck are you doing over there today, my man? Great. You already jinxed it because I don't think you realized Chad Green was brought in for no, the I night. Looking, I was looking right in his goofy eyes. <laughs> oh, there's a close-up. Yep. No, it's not It's not looking great. I, I didn't jinx it. It's just we're taping. It's ninth inning of a Yankee game. Uh, it, it's just it's not – gonna work never works out right it's it, it'd be nice for one of these times to be on here for a win it seems like every time we come on here it's just misery and depression yeah it's usually a gut punch too or like just a slow knife in your intestines Swarming uh in yeah i would say seven four ninth inning lonely to the twins would be the definition <laughs> of a punch right to the abdomen yeah yeah but like the uh but like the one that killed Houdini. Is that how Houdini went out? Yeah, he told I think he like made a bet with somebody they could take like whatever punch he can uh they could deliver, and the guy pounded him in the stomach and a couple hours later he was dead, or a day later or whatever, he was dead. <laughs> Who's the guy who drowned? Is that that wasn't Houdini? Uh no. No, I don't know who drowned. I'm sure he came close to drowning. Yeah. I'm sure he did that trick, the one where you hang upside down, you got to get out of a straight jacket. Yeah, that seems pretty – I don't know how people do that shit, man. I always uh, – you know who I always liked? David Blaine. Oh, Blaine. Oh, yeah, Blaine guy, not a Copperfield guy? Give me Copperfield over Blaine. No, because Blaine does – he does, like, the mental okay. – he has, like, the mental thing down for magicians. Okay. All right. Like he does like crazy shit where he'll go. What was the one where he like went underground? Like he had people looking at him. I don't know. He went no underground. He went underground, bro. And he was uh he was like submerged in a tank of water. Oh, okay. He, he didn't eat for like a month. Oh. Like uh, he's more he's more of just like I don't even know what to call him. I don't even know what to call David Blaine. Copperfield made an elephant hover. Something. Yeah, well, Copperfield is your traditional magician. Blaine is – I really don't even know what, how to explain David Blaine. It's like an alien. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I forgot all about that thing. But that was like – that was years ago where he did that, where he didn't eat for a month and he was underground. He do, did other crazy shit too I that remember. I can't think of. I do kind of remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, there's not a lot going on in the magician game these days. Ooh. Man, <laughs> got a hold of that one. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and, you know, as much as I like David Blaine, you know who I always hated? Uh, Siegfried and Roy. I know that I even nah. Well, yeah. that's more just you know, it's tough. Was Roy like, the one who got eaten? Yeah, I think they're just lion tamers. Not very good lion tamers, but yeah, I think they're just lion tamers. Yeah, they have one job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't get killed by your tiger. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, you know who I you know who I always hated Chris Angel. I could see that, sure. Yeah, 
I don't know. He had his own TV show. I just felt like he was, you know, very good at what he did. But he was, when it came down to it, he was an illusionist. Very good at it. Would you want to be friends with a magician? Uh, it's a tough one. I mean, you look at the odds of making it like as an actor or an athlete or a musician. Yep. I mean, that's a million to one. Magician, it's like 10 billion to one. I mean, for every Copperfield and David Blaine and Chris Angel, man, there's guys like just doing like they're like career first grade party magicians. <laughs> you know, I, it's, I don't know. And those guys are still pretty good. I saw, I saw a guy at my kid's school a couple years ago. He was decent. I mean, he's not, he's not making elephants sore or whatever, but, you know, does a good job what he's doing. I mean, I like a good card trick. Yeah, good card trick is good. Do you know any tricks? Did you ever know a trick? One trick I know to this day. That's it. You can still do it? Yeah, I can still do it. I and mean, it's not it's something special. What is it? You just you pick a card and No, I mean it's a el- it's elaborate. I can't really explain it over a podcast. I I would trip over What's the payoff? I mean, can, you, can you give me the payoff? You know, the payoff is I have your your card, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I know what your card is. That's the payoff. I'm not sure what the fuck I was expecting. That's pretty much what I was expecting, I guess. Yeah, it's not gonna end up in a piece of fruit the way David Blaine <laughs> did to uh Harrison Ford. Did you see that one? Oh yeah, Harrison Ford kicked him out of the house. Yeah, the fuck <laughs> out of my house. Uh yeah, Blaine always, Blaine always did uh he always had the mind fuck thing. It was always like a, a uh I don't know what the I don't know how to explain him. Like, what would you call? He's more than a magician. More than a magician. I don't think you're just an excellent magician. No, because he does like the like the feats of strength, like the mental. I don't. I don't think David Copperfield doing that shit. He's just making shit disappear. You think he has something other than a magician on his resume? Blaine, I don't think he has a resume. No, I know. Hypothetical resume. Like, if people ask him, like, what he did, like... It's just he's a- kind of, like, more of, like, a stuntman. Like, he, like he's, like, uh, almost like in the evil Knievel category. It says, it says illusionist. Evil Knievel, all of that. Well, I mean, he's not jumping the Grand Canyon, but he is doing some crazy shit. Like, I feel like something's going to happen with David Blaine, and he's going to die in the middle of one of these stunts. Oh, who are the flying Walendas? Is that them? They do that shit? Oh, shit. I just realized that my TV wasn't muted. I don't know if that was the mic was picking that up the whole time. I didn't hear anything. All right. It was the smooth sound of Ryan Rucco putting us all to sleep. <laughs> I almost texted you before. Just be like, Rucco is so good. <laughs> um, what we talk about? Oh, David Blaine. Yeah, uh, you know he was a part of that uh, uh, Leo's posse growing the, up. The Pussy Posse. The the Pussy Patrol. Is that what it was? Was it the Pussy Patrol? They were called. Oh, are they trolling? It was, <laughs> it was Kevin Connolly, DiCaprio, David Blaine. Could you name another member of the Pussy Patrol? Toby Maguire? Uh, this doesn't seem to fit in. No, he does not. Well, I mean, neither does uh, 
New Year's Eve, really. Yeah. I think you're judging E a little bit too harshly because of his cat because of his character on Entourage, though. He might yeah. be cooler than E. Yeah. I don't know. You think he's got a lot of E in him? He's got a lot of E in him, I think. Yeah, it's the pussy posse. <laughs> they definitely called themselves that too. Yeah. That's, that was a self-appointed nickname, if I ever heard one. Harmony Corinne is another one. Who was in the in the posse? Yeah, he was in the he he wrote Kids movie Kids and Gummo, which are two mm-hmm. like dark indie movies. Okay. Anybody else semi-famous? No. Did, oh, wait a second. Yes. J.R. Ferguson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know who that is? Him. Yeah, from uh, Mad Men. Yes. And uh, what's his character in Mad Men? Stan Rizzo. Stan. He's also, uh, he's in a couple other things. Jay Ferguson. Uh, yeah, he's been, he was in... Um, he was in the uh, the Roseanne show. Oh, I did not know him from that. The Connors? Yeah. I feel like he was in something else he, he popped up in. He didn't have the beard. That's not important. The the women, they have they have a list of affiliated women, and it's Elizabeth Berkeley, Fiona Apple, and Sarah Gilbert. Who's who is from who? Roseanne? Who he's dated? No, that, those are women that were affiliated with the Pussy Posse. Oh, I yeah, the Elizabeth Berkeley one. I remember hearing about. I think they may have like harassed her a little bit. I think she she kind of like me too them before oh. me too was a thing. I did not know. She kind of she jumped the gun. She should have like waited a few years. She became the. She became the object of J.R. Ferguson and Leo's affections, which led her boyfriend confronting Ferguson after he wouldn't take no for an answer. Yes, I remember reading that story when it came out, yeah. <laughs> wow. Fucking pussy posse, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, how do these guys get it's the free pass? Well, probably having Leo as their leader helped. Helps, yeah. Did it's you a big see, help. You see the uh, guy, I don't even know his fuck. I'm, I'm not going to learn his name. The guy who's who appointed himself the uh, the new host of Jeopardy? Mike. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's a nameless guy. He's nameless. He's faceless. He's not a You don't like him? No, I don't like him because he's, he's an executive producer and then he named him, basically named himself. So I don't like that power just letting himself in the front door. Like, okay, fella. Like, your job is to find somebody to replace Trebek. You ain't it. You're obviously biased. Uh, yourself. So, nah, I'm not, I don't like it one bit. Phil, it's dirty corporate maneuvering. I hate it. Dirty. Yeah. It's not even like well, his, he did. He, it's not even like he put his he buddy named, in there. He put himself in there. Fuck out of here. Right. He named, uh, but he also named what's her face the co host, Blossom. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, I thought I read that sheet. They were like, both gonna host. I don't know how that's gonna work. Well, it's terrible then. It's awful. It's a bad idea. 
It's like having two quarterbacks. You really have none. Yeah, like you, yeah, you just you're not going to replace Trebek, but you got just got get a decent, classy guy in there. But they went like they found him on some podcast, and I guess he said some like misogynistic stuff, or you know, whatever he he had, whatever. It's not important. But it's just the, my point was like it wasn't. It was just he was just being a dick, you know. But like if you don't, if people don't like you, they're going to go out go out of their way to find something that makes you look bad. Of course. Like I don't like I don't like the guy, but I'm like I could care less what he said on this podcast like ten years ago, whatever the fuck it was. And well, it wasn't even that like you know, I can rate like how bad shit is, but it wasn't even like that bad. It just makes him look like a dick. Are we sure this guy had final say? I mean he's an executive producer. You think he was really he was judge and jury on the host? I'm not sure he's judge and jury, but it seems like an unfair advantage. At, at, yeah. At, at best, that's that's what it is. Or at worst, I don't know which way I'm going here. I would have given the job to Ken Jennings if he wanted it. Yeah, Jennings would have been fine. Dorky, but fine. You can't have someone too famous. Like, they brought in, like, Katie Carrick. Like, I, those weren't realistic yeah, people. Yeah, hit George Stepanopoulos. Like, I don't want him around. Um, Robin Roberts is a little too famous, I think, for a like news Robin. person. Yeah, I like Robin Roberts. I'm not sure she's the Jeopardy host, though. Not the Jeopardy host. No. Yeah, whatever. I don't like that they put some corporate dork in there, regardless of you know how close he was to the uh, decision-making process. Well, here's Devil's Advocate on this. Having a no-name is kind of like it keeps – it's kind of what the game should be. It should be about the game, not about the host. You can't have somebody too famous in there. That's fair. That's fair. Like Pat Sajak, all these guys. That's like one of the knocks like against Harvey is he's almost too good for family food. <laughs> is you need like you kind of need like a, a no name to be a game show host. Somebody Wait, who's just who, somebody who's just good enough. I don't know, man. Drew Carey took over for Bob Barker. He does just fine there for Price is Right. I haven't watched a Drew Carey Price is Right. You gotta take a it's not the same without Barker. No, nah, Drew Carey's just fine. The the <laughs> You know what's not the same is they have like the male models now. That's uh, is that right? Oh yeah, it's very odd. The female models are still there, but they got male models also, and it's strange. That might have been Bob Barker's fault for sexually harassing the females that were there. Did he? Did he get a? Uh, did he get accused of that? Is that? Yeah, or we'll call it, we'll call it pre-tood because he didn't get me tood. It was before everything, so he got pre-tood. <laughs> He's just, just like Stan Rizzo, pre-tood. Yeah. Well, he survived. Bob Barker passed away? I don't think so. <laughs> He's still kicking, man. Uh, what's the under over on Bob Barker if I gave you like 88 and a half? Over, way over. 97. Yeah, I don't know why I went so low. <laughs> 97 years old. He will be 98 on December 12th. Wow. I think that's Sinatra's birthday, 1212. Is that right? I think so. So I have, some of da- I have some of David Blaine's stunts. All right. His first one, he was buried alive. He was entombed in a plastic box while three tons of water was poured over the top of him. Blaine stayed in there for seven days with no food and very little water. Less of a trick and more of a feat of endurance. Feat of endurance. That's like terminology I should have used. It would go on to influence the type of stunts he would do for the rest of his career. 
That is a crazy. I think that's the one where people were able to walk by and see it. That's. I think he actually did it though. It's not really a trick. Then maybe it's not. It's not, it's not a, maybe he's not. That's what I'm saying. He's more than a magician. I mean, I don't know if you're a magician if that's what your stunt is. I don't know. What are you doing? Hard tricks. What are you? <laughs> what are you doing though? If that's what you're doing, like what? Like well, I don't. Is it just your tourist attraction for a week? And is it an illusion? I think it's, I think it's just about testing himself. You think it's an illusion? You think like they, they do something? That, it, maybe he's pulling like a like a Keanu in Speed, where he's got like the got the tape on a loop. No, I don't think so, man. I think you're underestimating David Blaine. I don't know, man. If he's an illusionist, why would I believe anything that I see? I think he's half illusionist, half uh, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Psychotic. It's a risk taker. I can't trust him, man. If, he's, if, his, right. if his job is to fool your eyes and he does something like that, I'm going to be skeptical. I think you're allowed to be skeptical. How, how about right. this one? Thanks. He encased himself in a huge block of ice in New York's Times Square. He battled severe cold and sleep deprivation before being released by chainsaws after 63 hours, 42 minutes, and 15 seconds. Think he wasn't really frozen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he, if he wasn't frozen, he's a really good actor. Cause I remember when they released him out of that thing and he was all fucked up. Could be a method actor. I mean, I'm sure he was cold. 63 hours in, in a, just in the middle of an ice block. Like he was frozen just completely around him. Yeah. Even like his face. I, no, because I don't think he was. He was probably conscious. He was probably conscious. So like right? neck down, he was in a block of ice. Let me hit, let me hit play on this video and see. Uh, had like a, or did, or was, he, was he completely in there? He said like a straw, breathing through a straw through the ice. That is possible. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think he had he had some wiggle room. I think I don't think he was necessarily like frozen, like uh, like you're picturing, uh, you know, like a caveman or something or whatever. Yeah. Encino man. Yep. <laughs> Ridiculous movie. Yes, but. Uh, did you see him when he was on Rogan? The shit he was doing? No, no. He's putting like uh, it's like a needle through like his tricep. Oh, I think I did see that. I did see. I saw him do it. He may have done it on Rogan. I've seen him do that. I don't know if I don't know where it was though. That's Rogan could have been in on it. That's just finding like the right spot, right? And not going through like an actual muscle, going just through skin. Somehow. Yeah, he's a quirky dude. How about this one? This is a little bit similar to the other two stunts we just mentioned. He encased himself in a glass box that hung above London for 44 days with no food and minimal water. 44 days. Really, I don't, that'd be tough to do with food and water. I'm not really impressed by any of this. I'm more baffled. You're not I'm impressed. More, I'm, more like, I'm more like baffled. Like, why? Why? I'd rather see a car trick. I'd rather see your car trick than watch a guy dangle and suffer above London for 44 days. 
Well, yeah, if I had to watch it for 44 days straight, maybe. But the fact that he did it is pretty mind-blowing, no? I, I guess. I just – get a job, man. Could you do something worthwhile for 44 days? <laughs> Guy's making a living somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Card tricks pay the bills so you can go hang around in plastic boxes whenever he wants for two months at a time. <laughs> I'd ra- I'd rather watch like the guys tightrope walk over this, you know, over the uh, Grand Canyon or something. So that, that's like evil Knievel shit. Yeah, well, that's like the Walendas is tightrope walking. But yeah, Knievel would like ride his motorcycle over whatever the shit. Do you remember a, a show that came out on Fox? It was uh, was it called The Masked Magician? And he would do he would do it was like a two hour special. Mm-hmm. He would do tricks and then he would show you how they were done. I I kind of remember. Being, I don't know if I watch it, but it does sound familiar. Like I remember being advertised. It's probably advertised. It's called the Mass Magician. I probably saw it. How much advertised? How much do you think? Yeah, Val Valentino. That was the guy's name. How much do you think magicians hated this guy? He's going against the code, man. He's like a rat. Look like at Henry Hill. Yeah, just to make a buck. Uh, I would say, yeah, I would say they probably didn't like him. They, they got like a weird code. Magician's code. They share each other. They share tricks with each other. But like, what, what, what kind of initiation do I have to go through? Like, are you a magician? Can they show you how to do a trick? Or are you like sworn to secrecy? Do you have to, like, at what point do you cross that threshold where you are in on the magician's code where they'll share a trick with you? Or do they not even really share with each other? Mm, I think you got to have a protege at some point, right? That's oh, a big part of being a magician, isn't it? Yeah, good call. I think you got to have a protege. Make sure your best illusions live on after you're dead and gone. Yeah. But then again, do you want somebody knowing all your secrets? Do you want to die and your secrets never are never known? I think I'd rather die and have my secrets die with me. Than tell hmm. some stooge protege well it's safe to say houdini probably took that gut punch to the grave with him i don't think anyone else was trying to attempt that one i think that was just like a dare like it wasn't even like a trick or anything <laughs> harry houdini died playing truth or dare <laughs> oh, i forget like exa- truth i forgot like exactly how it went down but yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh yeah i don't know exactly how it went down but it wasn't like part of a show or anything Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was a stunt. No, I think it was like in the, the back room before a show or after a show, and maybe talking a little shit, you know, getting a little cocky. Died playing punch for punch, <laughs> yeah, something. I, I guess he lost. Yeah, that's very scary for some of us who, I mean, I've gotten dead arm from punch for punch, for like a day, but never. You just don't don't do punch for punch in the stomach. It'll rupture something down there. Oh, yeah, it's too much going on. You know the guy who, uh, do you know the guy who was on Night Court was a famous magician? Which one? The judge, I think. Is he really? Yeah, what was his name? Harry something? He was a judge? He wasn't a lawyer? I really didn't, never really really. Oh, was he the lawyer? Maybe. I remember that guy walking around, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I was not a, I mean, I didn't hate Night Court. I just never was into it. You didn't like uh, what was the bald guy Bull? 
Yeah, I remember seeing it, but I don't think I understood it when it was on, really. Or it just wasn't my kind of show. I don't know. Yeah, it all happened right in the court at night. What if your protege is Val Valentino? Then you're fucked, man. He yeah, just fucking see, can't take that risk. He just, oh, it's like a comedian. He just used all your best shit for the world to see. Now it's, now it's out there. Dead. Yep. Yeah. So Val Valentino is a Dan Cook of, of, uh, magic. <laughs> was Dane was Dane Cook uh, accused of that? Yeah, the joke thieves. Yeah, I think I think thieving Louis, jokes. I think Louis C.K. accused him of it, and that's like when he had him on a show. That was like the first time they had talked since. That was like a kind of a monumental moment within that world when Dane Cook went on Louis. Yeah, there's a lot of that in comedy. Mm-hmm. They said back in the day they used to have to, uh, I think writers for like TV shows used to go in to comedy stores and like try and get material for their show. And they used to have to try and get rid of, try and ban writers oh, man. from sitting in. <laughs> I mean, there's so That's many, scary. there's so many stories of that. Like, uh, Carlos Mencia has got to be like one of the most famous oh, ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rogan buried him. Yeah. Yeah. And got banned from like the comedy store in the process. And there's 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 so much of that stealing jokes. Mm-hmm. But then you go you you, you got to ask yourself like Dane Cook for example. Let's say he was a joke thief and he wasn't a good joke writer. Mm-hmm. He was a performer. Now would yeah. these other comedians have been able to present these jokes as well as Cook? I think like with it's him, like, it's like the Led Zeppelin. It's like the Led Zeppelin "Stairway to Heaven" argument. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, if you're still from Louis C.K., I'm going to guess that Louis C.K. does it better than you. <laughs> yeah, Louis C.K. is better. Yes, and agreed. I, th- I don't think it's like stealing jokes word for word, but it's like a concept and kind of going with it, doing his thing. But still, it's not exactly, it's not exactly legal. I mean, no, none of it's legal. Stealing, stealing a joke, whether you're a big name guy or not, is legal. Is right. illegal. Right. Yeah. You know, Dane yeah. Cook was like the first comedian that used, like, started using social media to att- like attract audiences to his shows through through MySpace. Oh yeah, that makes sense. It's a, f- it's a forward thinker, Dane Cook. I will give him that. I saw, he's a joke I, thief. I saw him in concert. I saw him do his show. Did you? An yeah, hour it, special? Yeah, but it was, it was like all the shit that was already on like CD though. So like, I knew all the jokes. So I really didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. He's doing old stuff. That's kind of, that's a little bushly. Because usually when comedians are touring, they'll do like what their special is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then once the special comes out, they start touring with a new, like I'm going to see Sebastian in uh, the beginning of October. And I'm assuming it's going to be all stuff I haven't heard. I would hope it's going to be all stuff I haven't heard. Yeah. I've had tickets for so. Sebastian for like 18 months. <laughs> I would hope it's new stuff. You don't, I mean, how disappointed would you be if it's all shit you heard? You want to hear it? Yeah, there's no, there's no way. I'd be shocked. And he hasn't came out with a special in a while, like for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's probably going to be new stuff. It's going to have some C-word small talk in there. So you know, that's, I mean, comedians, it's a layup. They got to they gotta touch on it a little bit. 
if he goes over how like how much time of his hour show, how much time yeah. is too much time spent on the subject? Uh, I feel like it's always going to be lingering there. It's it's a little bit of low hanging fruit. Like it's always going to be able to make a small appearance, but like Sebastian, I would hope it's I would hope it's like less than twenty minutes. Sebastian's no hack, you know. Like you should you shouldn't have to lean on that. I know there'll be yeah, you're right. It will be lingering because it's dominated lives for the past. I feel like we've said too much already, you know, for our own show. Well, it's, I mean, it's very hard if you're going to, if you're going to stand up there and talk about, you know, his, his material is a lot of, uh, not current events, but, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Seinfeld, observational, uh, observ- yeah. observational yeah. humor. If you're observing like the last year and a half, it's, it's very hard not to at least bro- breach the subject. You know, it's, it's, it's always going to be there no matter what story you're telling. From my, the last 18 months, it's, it's fucking, it's there like a black cloud. My father during the COVID? <laughs> yeah. I told yeah. you about his father having dinner with De Niro, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He, he hasn't reported back. Next one's the next show. T- tomorrow? No, they actually, I mean, we're getting back on the, all right back to the C word small talk, but they yeah. just released a show from, the the latest Pete and Sebastian show was uh, taped in June, okay. and it was Sebastian in quarantine because he got a case. He got a case of the uh, Delta. Oh no! Yeah, better than it's it's better than the American Airlines getting the Delta. <laughs> it's better than Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well. All right. Well, you have the report back to us. When's that show? They usually release them on Saturday. So. No, no, no. When's uh, the show you're going to? Oh, you're talking about oh, the comedy show is uh, October 1st, the Friday night. All right. All right. The report back to us then. Yeah. Looking, looking forward to it, assuming it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's in, indoors? Uh, indoors? A casino. Oh, so in as indoor as it gets. Oh man, you're gonna scream me scratch that itch. You got uh, your your trip to Aruba coming up, and then that we have a month after that. You got the casino trip up there. You gonna be scratching? Could be a little itch. blackjack. Could be a little blackjack, a little roulette. That's it. Maybe a, maybe a wheel of fortune slot. Uncle Uncle Titty, not a fan of the roulette. You let me have what? It. Uh... Let me, you let me have it. When I told him I lost money playing roulette. <laughs> What's his, what's his beef with roulette? So you can't lose money in those fucking carny games. Carny games. So he's strictly cards. Strictly card player. Yeah, he's a poker player, but uh, he'll play blackjack, though. So he's anti-craps? Uh, I don't know about craps. Dice are hard, horse different color, you know? I don't know. Hmm. Craps is just, like too much going on. I, I don't have any interest in learning it at all. It, it it does seem like there's a lot to take in. Although once you learn it, it's probably simple. I just don't want but, to look like a jackass when I go pull my chips off the table and it's not my chips or it's the wrong time or whatever. Plus, don't you have to like move around when you're playing craps? You have to like rotate around the table? It's like once in a while. It's usually like a pretty steady, 
No, you, I don't think you have to move unless you're rolling the dice. And you, eventually, you got to get the fuck out of there or something will jump in there. But you can stay in your own little spot. I don't think you have to rotate. It's not like you're playing a volleyball game and you're rotating. After That's how I viewed it. That's how I viewed it, like a volleyball game. <laughs> it's the volleyball of the casino. Have you ever thrown the dice playing craps? No. Nope. It's a lot of pressure, right? I remember, I, I remember sneaking in to the casino when I was uh, like 18 years old and wandering around. And then a, a girl I had known was like 16, had also snuck into the casino. Right. I mean, I guess I could say this now, like I, whatever, like she's like in her thirties now, like at 16, she was dressing like she was 25 and she looked like she was 25 and she was not unattractive. And she was standing at a, a craps table, rolling the dice and nobody asked her any questions. No. I felt like Sharon Stone casino. Yeah. And me, I'm like sweating bullets, hoping nobody catches me. Cause I have like a pimple on my nose or something. <laughs> it's it's rigged. The game is rigged. Yeah, right. It's rigged in her favor. Yes, and all probably also against her at some point. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're How about out, uh, the world? So 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 uh, so, Uncle Titty is blackjack one, poker two, or vice I'm, versa. I'm gonna say poker one. But I think I think if, I think that's when he has time. I think I'll, if he is just for a quick in and out, he's, he's doing blackjack. You need that instant gratification. Yeah. Okay. Did you uh, did you read anything about this Larry David story? Which one, the uh, Obama one or the Alan Dershowitz one? I'll talk about the Dershowitz one. I don't know about the Obama one. Oh, you got disinvited to the Obama birthday party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw the Dershowitz one, yeah. I saw them both. That's why I asked. I mean, we need Curve back. That's, a, that's what I took from that. It's like, we need Curve back. I mean, it's an episode of Curve. Yeah. He just, he, he, he channeled his, he channeled, like, the exaggerated version of Larry David, his Curb character, Larry David, and just let loose on Alan Dershowitz. He always says it's like his, to him, it's like the dream of what he wishes he could be. Do you do you wonder if any actor kind of becomes part of that role at some point, especially if you're playing the same guy season after season, especially when the guy in Larry David's case where it's a guy so close to who you actually are. I mean, you're playing yeah. Larry David in the show, and it's just an exaggerated version of yourself. And it's like your darkest instincts, your darkest inner feelings and thoughts just kind of put out there on screen. Like maybe he takes that home a little bit. And now he's like fucking he's in his seventies. He's like, fuck it. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna let loose a little bit. It's like, it's like a wrestler who just becomes like their character and you don't yeah. be, like he used to be able to to separate the guy from the character. Now you're just that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Larry David is. He just fuck it. I'm in my seventies now. What he's gotta be in the seventies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. The most surprising thing I read from that article is that he's friends with Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> I did not. I did not see that coming. I fucking hate I, those people. Like in their re or what their reaction is and how they detect downplay other people's opinions of him. Oh, he's like, oh, he's a reactionary liberal. He doesn't. He doesn't read much. This and that. Like, fuck who Dershowitz? Yeah, like fuck you, Alan. 
you fucking goofball. You're not better than anybody, you piece of shit. You're Wait, sh- he said that about Larry David? Yeah, like downplaying the whole thing and making like that Larry's just like some Hollywood elite. Like you like like this guy wasn't hanging out with like you're fucking friends with him, dickhead. Now you're fucking hurt that he doesn't want to talk to you anymore. So if you're gonna say shit yeah. like that, like if you if you if he was all these things you're saying, why are you friends with him, you fucking shitbag? Oh, so he did like the he turned on him. Yeah. Turn like, job. I mean L D turned on him first, but like to his face, and then Dershowitz did it to the press. So whatever. If you go on Dershowitz's Wikipedia page, there is a picture of him, Larry David, some like low-level politician back in like 04 so the story checks out because i was very surprised to see that they were friends like i just didn't see i didn't see larry david hanging out with those type of people i mean the jewish community in new york is pretty tight-knit i I did not take the jewish factor into it until now that's like okay now i could see it i don't mean i'm not trying to say that like in any kind of demeaning way that's just the truth i think I think I, no. think I think if you're like a New York Jew and you see another New York Jew, I think there's like a, a nod and a wink. Not a nod and a wink, like there's something shady going on. But like a nod, like, yeah, we understand each other on, on a certain level that nobody else does. Right. Woody Allen. You know that I got like, yeah, maybe not Woody Allen. Woody Allen might be kicked out, I'm not sure. You but know, he, still gets, he still gets the nod. You know that I got like the revert. Like I felt, I felt that. Um, one year I grew a beard when I, lived, when I was living in Brooklyn. I grew a beard. Mm-hmm. like it was in the falls it was in october because i'd shaved like the day before uh halloween i remember and uh and i was walking around in october and i had like the long black coat on you know like business coat yep pea coat pea coat and i had the beard going and i got a happy holidays from somebody in middle of october you know it's all jewish holidays in october it's not any holiday i celebrate every month so, yeah so i got like they got like, they got, like two of those and then uh, another time, just walking on the street, minding my own business. Guy, two, guy in a minivan toots his horn at me. And I look over, and it's a guy with the beard, yarmulke. It gives me like a nod. Like, that guy wouldn't beep and nod to me. Wow. So not, there's something, I mean, like I said, it's just a tight-knit community. You're like, uh, you're living like the Marty Funkhauser lifestyle for like a day or so. <laughs> yes. He always took all those holidays very seriously. I was, no, I was more like the Donnie Brasco. I was infiltrating the, infiltrating the community. You just wanted to see what it was all about. It's, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. They take care of their own. They look Absolutely. after their own. Yeah, they do look after their own for sure. I definitely felt felt that for like yeah for a couple of days when the beard was really going there, and I haven't had a beard since. And never uh, the facial hair, the beard never works out for me. I always got like dreams of being like Pacino in Carlito's way. Yeah. Never, never comes close to it. I mean, his beard oh, in that movie is glorious and I, I can't touch it. And I could grow, I could grow my beard out in like three days, but. I always think of like Stallone, Rocky four. When I think of beards. I'm like, and he's only got one in there for like the training scene. Really? Yeah. It's a badass beard. Then he shaves. After that, he's got no razor burn or anything. Dodd. Shaves. He's just a really good shaver. (laughs) Maybe he got professionally done. He brought his barber out there. (laughs) He went, I probably can't trust a Russian barber, I guess. (laughs) Right before you fight against the pride of Russia. Uh, Yeah. 
<laughs> the, the, by the way, the Jews, they love the New Haven Hospital. They like the Orthodox ones. What they is, all go there. When, they all the New York ones go there when they get sick. Why is that? Why there? Why not like Beth Israel? Uh, they they are pro Yale. Wow. Yeah, my wife just had to t- <laughs> my wife just had to take care of one that was uh, got back from like a bachelor party, and he oh, overdid wow. it because he's like one of those oh. ones that doesn't you know you're not supposed to have any fun or something, so yeah. he probably overdid it. Yeah, yeah. One, one of those deprived, one of those deprived ones. Deprived and now depraved. Yeah. When she told me that story, I was that like, works. yeah, because they fucking, they don't do anything. Then they go to Vegas. He <laughs> probably has one or, you know, one too many, uh, I don't know, margaritas or whatever. <laughs> and then that's it. He's, he's all done. He ends up in the hospital. Not sure his limits, yeah. Didn't know his limits. What, what that's was, why what, moderation. What did he need? Well, he just needed, like, fluids? I don't know. He might have had the C word. I don't know. They all go there for that. Uh, I've already, uh, I've already said well, too much. Yeah, there's some sort of doctor-patient confidentiality that was. Oh, I just meant because I'm going to go in on them even harder because they're <laughs> fucking horrible patients and horrible families. So I'm told. Oh no! Yeah, you got to stop right there, man. I was talking about how nice and tight-knit of a community they are. Take care of their own. Yeah. Leave it at that, man. Yeah, I think we should leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I can't. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. So, Larry David, Alan Se- segue, segue yourself out of this one, man, please. <laughs> oh, man. Do you know who the number one cameo earner is in 2020? From 2020? Wow. Number one cameo. Um, is it an athlete or an actor? Actor. Is it a male or a female? Male. That's no fun. Uh, For the and just to let you know, you're not going to get it. Oh. Oh, Zach Efron. Wait, I got to look up and see what his real name is. Pee Wee Herman. That's Paul Rubens. No, is Pee Wee Herman on Carrot Top? I don't know his real name. No, no, it, it may as well be. It, that's a guy who has become Carrot Top. He's become the character. <laughs> but he's like jacked Carrot Top, though. Yeah, but he doesn't look. He looks stupid jacked. He still he looks, looks like a weenie. He looks real stupid jacked. But he's like yeah, a yeah. Like you're, you're supposed you're supposed to be uh you're supposed to be like a little pipsqueak twig to stuff in a locker. Like him getting jacked, he just looks. He looks doesn't look disgusting. Right. Doesn't look right. Hideous. He looks out of place. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything Carrot Top can do to look really like cool or anything. Could uh, stick himself in ice for six days. Yeah, hey, it's worth a shot. <laughs> All right, who is it? Who's the top runner on? And how much? Brian, did he make? I don't know that. I just saw it in passing. Brian Bumgartner. Do you know who that is? Uh, Madison's brother? I don't know. No, you're, you'll know him. I mean, I Kevin, Kevin Malone. 
from the office. <laughs> he was the topper. Um, I guess that makes sense. People love the office, man. That is the Seinfeld of like 30 and under, I would say. I think it's, I think it's worse than the Seinfeld. It's like, I don't know. I feel like yeah, we, were, we love Seinfeld, but the people that love the office are just, it's like never ending with it. I don't know. Is that what it is? Netflix? I think so. Well, most people grew up. If you're, what time, when did The Office come on? Oh, five. I was like late to The Office game a little bit. I picked it up like mid, I picked it up like season four. And I'd say I watched like two, three seasons. And then I was out once Michael Scott left, once Carell left. Yeah. So like I've seen most of them in, in syndication, but like in real time, I was probably there for like three seasons. I saw a bunch of them because I was actually working at the time, and like Thursday night had stopped being my party night. Although there was a few occasions where I went into work hungover on a Friday, but like Thursday night was just like a trill night, and uh, I saw a lot of those live. Yeah, I would watch it live a little bit. That's. Uh might be one of the last shows that people well that i mean i guess game of thrones people watch live but like that normal people watch live i did um yeah i would do that and 30 rock back to back uh, okay see i never thought 30 rock was on after the office yeah some seasons i don't know if it's every season but yeah yeah people swear by that show too yeah it's funny it's a good one but the yeah the office that the office definitely gets uh i have no beef with the office i I uh like when I come home like around six o'clock, I have three channels if I don't put sports on that have like syndicated shows on. Comedy Central. Comedy Central has The Office, yeah, I think on. TBS has Family Guy, and Vice has Always Sunny. Okay. And you can go. You can throw in practical jokers on if you want to throw in a fourth for true TV. But it's always it's always on, so it's, yeah, it doesn't really count. It's either that or the carbon hour effect. If you want to watch a magician, <laughs> if you want to watch one the one in a billion magicians, watch, watch your watch your watch a real magician at work. Which, <laughs> which David Blaine to shame? <laughs> Frank Carr. I don't even know what his first name is. Michael Carbonaro? That'd be my guess. Oh, yeah, he looks like a Michael, for sure. He looks like a Michael. I don't think, I've ever, seen, I don't think I've ever seen the show. He doesn't look like a Vinny Carbonaro, that's for sure. Carbonara effect. Let's find out. Let's find out right now what his first name is. Got it. Carbonaro. Oh, God, I think you're right. Any chance it's Anthony? No. No, it's Michael Carbonaro. He's a Mike. He's a Mike. He's a Mike C. Yeah. Mikey C word. Yeah. Oh, we get a cameo. Did, did, did Brett Favre like get punked? Is that what I read? Hmm. I have no idea. I read that. Uh, I should really look into stuff. I just hear about him and then I just pass him off. Like maybe this happened. At least, at least I say. At least I don't pass it off as a hundred percent fact. Sometimes I know what you're talking about though, so it's easy to. <laughs> it's almost like we planned it, and it's almost like you're setting me up. To like yeah. to go into it, but if I don't know it, it's it's obvious that you don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I do have a laptop in front of me. I do have a laptop in front of me, so I could look this up. 
But I heard that somebody, uh, first of all, Brett Favre being on Cameo, you can't yeah. all-time quarterback. on that's, that's, that's crazy, right? You can't be yeah. on Cameo if you're Brett no. Favre. You, gotta, you just like, didn't manage your money right if you're doing Cameo. I thought the Levi commercials were bad. Now you're on Cameo? <laughs> commercials, I mean, they're just dumb commercials. But, oh, God, everybody does commercials, though. Uh, well, first of all, he urged kids not to play tackle football until they're 14. Uh, and, of course, the story I'm going to reference isn't popping up. So I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping it's true. I, I heard that uh, somebody, like, pumped – oh, yes, it is – oh, shit. This is, like, from three years ago, this story. Breaking All right, news. Well, it's new to me. We're, yeah, we're breaking <laughs> it now. We're breaking it now. We're going to put a microscope under this one. So, he's been on Cameo that – first of all, Cameo's been around that long? Uh, I probably There's heard no way. I probably heard. I probably heard about it a year, year and a half ago. So, it's possible. Sure, it was around before then. So, apparently, uh, some white supremacists—I don't know if they're white supremacists or not—I'm going by the headline. They duped him into using anti-Semitic language in a video. Oh yeah, I do remember that? Yeah. He believed it was a message for the support for veterans group. Well, and he receives five hundred dollars. Imagine paying five hundred dollars, Brett Favre. I mean, you get a bunch of your, uh, you know, you just don't get your sheets washed for a week and everybody chips it in. I mean, <laughs> pretty simple. There's no way this video exists, right? There's no way you could watch this video. It's on the internet, man. Of course, it probably exists somewhere. It says, while BuzzFeed says it had viewed the video, which was removed by Cameo, the site chose not to post it. There's got to be out there somewhere. Well, I'll find it. There's got to be better athletes than like it's not athlete, not <coughs> but like there's got to be better athletes than Brett Favre. Oof, you think on, better athletes on cameo? Yeah, there has Tim to be. Tebow. He's got some free time though. No, I, <laughs> I'm just, just go away, man. I don't get, I don't get, I don't get like the obsession with him either. Like, oh, he's following his dream and shit. Like, fucking cares. So uh, is everyone else playing in preseason football right now? Most yeah. of those guys are following their dreams. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the. Obsession. I think it's, I think it's like the. Uh, well, it's the college career. First of all, how bad must he have been for them to cut him already? Like, they probably wanted to bend over backwards to get him on the team, sell tickets, just get him, you know, just as, just as, a, as, a, as a brand name to sell jerseys and all that. Yeah. In one preseason game, you're done. What was he playing, tight end? Yeah. Did I see something where he got laid out? Like, he was, he was, he was uh, in motion. They laid out, like, the guy who was supposed to be blocking just dropped him. And not for nothing, you're following your dream. You're playing baseball one day. Yeah. Now you're playing football. What the fuck is your dream? Make yeah. up your mind. Yeah, have a have a concentration. Yeah. You know what I mean? You tell you tell your parents you want to change professions every like week or two, they're gonna tell you to fucking get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a good point. You can't change it. You know, you can't you can't want to be an actor one week and then want to, you know, be a I don't know, a fucking farmer the next week. 
Yeah, football, baseball, football. I mean, he's a good athlete. He's just not a professional athlete. Professional athlete, right? Yeah, he's not. It's not insulting. I think it's just a mix of his college career being. I mean, he's arguably like the best college football player ever. No. Arguably, doesn't, I didn't really watch college football too much. Does not move the needle for me. Okay. Uh, when he played, but you know, he won. I think he won at least one national title. So, like, one of the winningest players ever. He's just, uh, and then like most guys would just, like, I remember Eric Crouch. He was a quarterback for Nebraska in the late '90s, Heisman winner. Mm-hmm. I think he got drafted by like the Rams, and he played safety. And kind of just fizzled out of the league. Like that—that that was supposed to be Tim Tebow's career, and just he just no one like was was willing to tell him like, "Hey, you're not a quarterback." And then certainly no one told him that he wasn't a baseball player. I'm not sure how that happened. I don't know how he ended up d- doing that. And then he's like, "All right, I'm going to come back and play tight end." And they were like, "Yeah, just come on, just come on down. We'll give you a jersey." Like. I, yeah, it's baffling. Now what's he going to do? Try and play for the fucking Charlotte Hornets? Like, I don't know. This fucking guy. Yeah, he's uh, – you think there's anything – Like gonna, goal, goalie for the Mighty Ducks? Like, I don't, I don't want to start this conversation, but, like, you think there's anything to do with, like, he's a, he's a white guy? Uh – I don't know. I, I was thinking more of like the religious angle, maybe. Like he's like that, you know, like choir boy, boy next door kind of look. Looks like the prom king. I guess that's part of that is white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he like he looks like the all American that like you see in like the fifties football captain of the football team, like that guy, but he's just not that dude. No, he's not. I mean, Mike Dick is not Mike Dick is on cameo. He's older though. I feel like Brett Favre played in a modern Brett Favre played in a more modern time where he made his money. Like Dick, you could see like wanting to cash in. Okay. All right. That's fair. Jimmy King and Rick Mahorn. Again, older guys. <laughs> well, wait, no, I mean, Favre's a better player than Jimmy King and Rick Mahorn. Though. No, I know. I was, that was okay. I don't know if you could find a better. Oh, here's some Hall. The First of all, you got, you got to find a Hall of Famer. The Kevin Mutombo and Tim Hardaway. But I know the, those, aren't, those aren't Favre level guys. No. Uh, Mutombo is a Hall of Famer, I believe, but not Favre yeah. level. Tim Hardaway might be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't know. Is he? Might be. Hmm. Let's see. NFL players. Let's see football. Mel Kuyper. Not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. <laughs> Who's, That's weird being a current guy. Doing can- I don't know. That is the whole weird. cameo thing is just. I mean, 50 bucks. I think the football guy's. I mean, it's like an in, because if anybody wants you to do something for their fantasy league, why wouldn't you take the 50 bucks to like spend five minutes doing something? 
Yeah, I, I feel like cameo should be reserved for almost like has-beens or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like reality TV, internet celebrities, like people like that. Troy Aikman's here. That's that's pretty bad too. That Troy Aikman's on. Guess how cameo. much? Guess how much Troy charges? I mean, if Favre charges five hundred, I think Aikman has to be less because Favre was a better player. I'll say three hundred for Aikman. Seven fifty. Who is paying seven fifty for Troy Aikman? Cowboys fans are idiots. He's not even that good of a talker. <laughs> uh, Bo they know Jackson. how many concussions this guy's had. They're, they want Troy Aikman. Bo Jackson's here. Again, I could see Bo Jackson only because he's older and he, yep. he probably. I mean, Bo probably has plenty of money, but. Guess his number. Two fifty. Four hundred. All right. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess under on all these because I can't see paying like ten dollars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like it's so crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh... What was the game Cousin Sal played on this podcast? Cami over under. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to kill some time. For sure. It is a fun – I mean, it's not a bad game. I really – I don't have much else to talk about, so. <laughs> I don't – I'm not going to the next 50 minutes doing it, but. Uh, let's, see if, let's see if I can find one. Oh, man, another Hall of Famer before. He's not available right now. Uh, all right, Chris Carter. All I do is catch touchdown passes. Chris Carter. I can't go higher than 200 for Chris Carter. 200. 150. Right, Foxy, I want to say 150, but now I'm in my own head. I want to say 150, but I gave him the benefit of the ducks. I'm like, people are psycho. They want it to- makes no sense because here's Matt Forte. Guess how much Matt Forte charges? <sighs> Matt Forte is more than Chris Carter. Yeah. Wow. Matt Forte. I don't know. One one seventy five. Three fifty. Three fucking fifty for Matt Forte. I gotta find one more. I gotta find one more, and I'm closing this. I can't. I, I could really. It's I could addicting. Probably, I could really do this all day. Yeah, it is. It's an addicting it's, game. It's, it's a stupid addiction, but I could do it all day. Let me find one more. Yeah, let's find a good one. Oh uh, no, I'm not gonna have you guess this one. But Larry Fitzgerald is here, but he does it for charity. He does it for charity, though. But like, I guess it's a big, that's a pretty big name. Uh, I'll say two fifty. Three eleven. But again, Why, what's the what's the uh, reference to three eleven? It's got to be something. Is eleven is eleven his number or no? Uh, oh, I think it is eleven. But it's yeah. a way to squeeze eleven more dollars out of people. But for charity, it's different. You here for doing shit for charity? That's like, I don't know. That's all right. Adam Thielen. Yeah, no, it's different. Adam Thielen's here for charity. I can see Adam Thielen pocketing Darius, some of that. Darius Fleming is a former Patriot linebacker. He does it for charity, and he charges – Oh, I thought you were going to say Darius Rucker. Oh, Darius Rucker is going to be bad. But he does it for 15 bucks. Darius Fleming. Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, writing up some lyrics for Darius Rucker to, to sing to the, the tune of uh, – oh, I don't know. Do you think he would do that? Do? They got to have, have like a limit to what they could, what they could do, these people. Well, Rucker, he like moved on. Like he's like a country guy now. So I don't know if he. I thought he still does his some things with Hootie. Does he really? 
I thought he did. I thought he did all country stuff now. I thought he moved on from Hootie. I thought Hootie was no more. He killed Hootie. Ah, I can't kill Hootie, man. (laughs) Hootie bought your house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I got one for you. Big South Carolina fan. You're going to get this one on the nose. Okay. Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. Notre Dame great. Jimmy Clausen. You're going to nail this one. And no, I feel it. You got this one. 75. Oh, 60 bucks. <laughs> wow. Carson, okay. Carson Palmer charges 75. And Mason Rudolph charges 95. Yeah, it's all fucked up. Oh, do you name your own price? You probably do, right? Yeah, I think you do. Yeah. T.O. is on here. It's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I could see him doing it, though. He probably loves it. He is typing as a Hall of Famer. There's a bunch of Hall of Famers. I still think Favre might be the biggest name, though. Favre's a bigger name than Aikman. At least a better uh, player. No, I mean, Aikman's I got, more relevant. Of, I, got, you know, I, got, I got a much bigger name. And he's – NFL? Yeah, he's, he's a little before Favre's time. I mean, they, they over, their careers overlapped. But he's, de- he's definitely oh, – there's another big name. Montana? No. Nope. Okay, Joe Montana would have been bad. I wouldn't. That would have camped Joe Montana on cameo. So uh, keep in mind that uh, Larry F. charged three eleven because mm-hmm. he's number eleven. This yep. this huge name charges three fifty six. Lt. Yeah. LT. I still think Favre's a bigger name. LT needs the money. <laughs> <laughs> that LT goes, probably needs the money. That goes without saying. Yeah, that goes without saying. Ray Lewis is here. That's a pretty big name and, and a contemporary. That's a, really, that's a really big name. He and shouldn't he, be on camp. And now. he's working, too. He's, in, he's working. He does uh, TV still. It's just a license to print money cameo. I think that's what it is. You keep, I mean, what do you really have to do? Make a few videos. But you're right, though. The quarterback thing does kind of make him uh, a leg up. Yeah, I mean, you're a Hall of Fame quarterback. Some people would – I mean, I think he's a little overrated, but there are people who consider him, like, top five all time. Yeah. And you're doing cameo. That's – I don't think you're too – I don't think you're too many – you're finding too many top ten all-time quarterbacks doing it. Like John Elway, Marino. Manning. No, only one I saw. He, only one I saw on there besides Dagon was Jim Kelly. Yeah, it's a pretty big name, but yeah, no, he's not. He's not Favre. No, in that respect, no. Far, Favre's a big one. Far, yeah. Too big of a name for cameo. Yeah, it's a career killer. Or maker, maybe he's in a. I don't know. Maybe he's going to find something within the uh, white supremacist community. Consistent. Or the market, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Maybe just uh, just needed to find a uh, niche. <laughs> doing, doing, uh, yeah, doing what white white supremacist videos? Hey, hey, they need gotta, You got to find your lane, Brett. That's it. You find it. That's it. Now that's where you, if that's where you can help out, 
and that's what they'll pay you. People have done worse for less. He's from Mississippi, right? Is that where he's from? Yeah, I'm sure he's really fooled into it. <laughs> fooled into yeah. in, the, in the video. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yep. Good old Brett. All right. Well, that was another edition of uh, Over Under Cameo. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to steal cousin Sal's name. No, 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 no. That's his. That's his, and we're just uh, borrowing it for a little bit here today. Hey, sometimes. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta fill some time. And that's on a Thursday night. That's what you gotta do is fill some time. I think we did. We did enough for a show, actually. I think so. I hope so. Well, with that being said, have a great fucking weekend. Uh, we'll talk to you here next week on Sunday before. Thank you, as always, for spending the time. And yeah, see you next week. Uh, have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Um, best week, best week, uh, Yankee season to date. Yeah, easily. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's been good uh, week for uh, good week for everyone. All around, I would say. Well, a couple guys, maybe. Had a tough. We finally have a shortstop. That's nice. Yeah, that's uh, Andy. Andy Velasquez looking yeah. good over there. Is he a journeyman? I thought he was just kind of like. Kind of. I know he's never hit a major league home run though. How How old is he? Twenty seven. Oh, he's, he's for some reason I thought he was. Uh... He played. For who did they say he played a little bit for? Cleveland. Um, he was drafted by the Diamondbacks. Oh, he actually played a little bit for Tampa, but it was like 13 games for Tampa in 2018, 10 games for Tampa in 2019, five games for Cleveland in 2019, and then Baltimore. He played 40 games for. Zero home runs. Still waiting on that first dinger. It's coming. I think it is coming. I'll be in. I'll be in the building tomorrow. I, I, I would love to, love to see it. Where are you sitting? Any chance of catching his first home run ball? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm in the sixth row behind Judge, or Stanton, or uh, whoever. Or Gallo. maybe Tyler Wade in right field. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh... You got to throw it back to him if he hits it towards you. Let him have his home run ball. Throw it back. I'll make it boot if I throw back his home run ball. No, I'll throw it back so we could have it. I mean. Right. I know. I know where the, your heart is, but I, I think it might be misconstrued by the Bronx faithful. Well, if you get booed for doing the right thing, then I don't know what to tell, I don't know what to tell, tell these people, you know? <laughs> Maybe if I just, like, roll it back on the field, would that be better? <laughs> or if I, like, say He's, judge. Or no, wait. I, no, judge wouldn't be yeah. – judge would not be in right field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Max. Max. <laughs> Max A. <laughs> make, sure, make sure the kid gets this. I think they'd appreciate Oh, that's that. actually a good who, – who can I ride tomorrow in right field? Let's see. Who played right tonight? Was it Kepler? He, I think he DH. Oh, no, he did. He played right field. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to go with some ammo. Yeah, for sure. Who's the Who's the guy who we traded for heel? The guy with the home run tonight. We traded him for uh, heel. We got heel for him. Oh, Cave. Is that Cave, how you say yeah. his name? Cave. Yeah. Or is it Cave? Is it Spanish? I think it's Cave. <laughs> Let me see. What's his name? Uh. Yeah. Is it Jake Cave? He's not an outfielder, is he? I didn't, oh, it's a white guy. All right, yeah, Jake Cave. Just a white guy. That that is definitely that's definitely Jake Cave. It's not Cave. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all like Duck Dynasty. Um, yeah, that's the guy. I missed that thing or so. Yeah, Jake Cave hitting one eighty three. Heels his name. I've been calling him Luis Gill on the podcast for like a month. I think it's pronounced heel. Yeah. I feel like were they always calling him that, or did they kind of pick up on it halfway through? No, they're just not paying attention. Uh, I think they were calling him that, but I don't know. Pretty sure they were calling him Gill. Kendall Gill. I thought there was may have been a relation. (laughs) Uh, What else? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I don't want to say too much. I I don't want to jinx it. You know, it's been good. It's been a good week. Yeah, yeah. The end of the the end of the uh last night's game, Wednesday night's game was showed you why uh you need uh, Rizzo at first base. What yeah. are the odds that play happens with Glaber at short and Voy at first? Oh man, for I mean three percent. We're we're talking about how we we blew another sweep. Yeah, at the hands of Kevin Ploiecki. Ugh, yeah. Um yeah, it's a good point. Good move by uh, Booney, getting him out of there. Finally. Oh, yeah. Thank God. I mean, you, you know, you tell me, you know, at some point, any time in my life, Tom, we're pulling our closer for Lucas Lidge or whatever his name is. Lucky, yeah. I'm uh, I'm telling you we're losing that game. But, you know, you may, that's the right move last night. Just we got to go to any, anybody besides Chapman. Yeah, manage with your fucking eyes. Yeah, just did not have it. Yeah, for not once, a calculator. For once, yeah, using his gut. Um, really I'm hoping that was just like he hasn't pitched in 12 days. Chapman's almost a yeah. guy you gotta like set. You know, they have like these set off days for these assholes. You know, yeah. a week in advance. Yeah, you almost have to tell yourself like I'm pitching Chapman. If he, if he hasn't pitched for two days, even if we're getting blown out 10-2, I have to pitch him there. He's yeah, a fickle he, fuck, that Chapman, man. He needs his work, yeah. He is fickle. I'm hoping Britain, like, I don't want to make too much of a couple outings, but I'm hoping, I mean, he did get up a run tonight, but I'm, I'm hoping he kind of, you need Britain. Yeah, he looked better last night. Um, Not so good tonight, but, yeah, you need him, you need Britain to find his way. For sure. Yeah, and the un the unsung hero right now, maybe our second best reliever behind Lasagna, mm-hmm. is the Magic Wandy. Yeah, Wandy has really uh, come a long way in our circle of trust. The Amazing, Sunday, the, the Sunday poor circle of trust. Truly astounding. It, it's yeah. one eighty that he's done. 
Yeah. I mean, they want, they got him because they said he would uh, take care of lefties a little bit. And, uh, I mean, he's, you're right. He, he's found his way into to a guy that you're not completely terrified of when he comes into a ball game. By the way, Higashioka has actually shown a pulse since Sanchez came back. Maybe he just yeah. needs a fire lit under him. Same thing with Voigt, man. Like the guy, as soon as like he got back and he had some playing time, it's like now all of a sudden are motivated to, I don't know, to stay lock in a little more. I don't know what it is. What was your initial reaction to seeing Voigt lead off? I, I looked at that lineup a few times. And I re- I don't know who unless it's Rizzo I don't know who else you're leading off with there. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to is they don't have. There's no there's nobody there's nobody else. <laughs> they don't have, yeah, they don't really have a leadoff hitter besides Lemayhu. It's the yeah. only guy. Yeah, that's uh, that's really it. Um, it's weird. It's weird seeing them there. Obviously. But, I guess after the first inning, it really doesn't matter that much. Yeah. But it is very strange. It's because yeah. they want to go righty-lefty. They don't want a lefty. Rizzo would make more sense, but they don't. They want to start with a righty because there's more righties in the lineup. And Wade is nice, uh, so they want to go lefty-righty. Yeah. It's like, uh, Wade, he's the second leadoff hitter. Right, know? right, right. Yeah, well, that makes that makes sense. If that's if Wade's going to be back there anyway, you can't. Yeah, you don't want. To, that makes sense. I mean, it was literally righty lefty the whole way down because of Velasquez switch in. Yeah, no, it's odd. I don't think that'll be what they do going forward. I think you'll see. I think you'll see some Voight at DH, but you know, DJ will be in there usually when they when they go that way. Um, Do you think for now, like tomorrow, there's a lefty going, so I'm almost positive Voight will DH again tomorrow. Good. But, like, against, let's say a righty is starting. And let's, or let's say when Geo comes back. Yeah. Geo's at third. We'll assume Glaber's back at short. That's too bad. And <laughs> DJ's at second. Rizzo's at first. The DH spot is ba- – let's say Stanton's in the outfield, Stanton, Gallo, Judge. The DH spot is between Voight and Odor. You just play whoever's hotter at DH? Might just be a platoon situation, righty-lefty, really. Yeah, it's probably going to be the hot hand. But the, the platooning is probably more likely because they love those lefty-righty. So Odor's playing oh, time a- is the one who's going to suffer when Gio comes back. Yeah. But yeah. at least positive is their bench will actually look somewhat respectable. Yeah, I like Odor being in there, but uh there's no spot for him. Yeah. So I don't and I don't mind. Those are two guys that make sense to although Odor is pretty good number I'm just going off memory here, but I think Odor is a decent number against lefties, but I'm not I'm not positive about that. Um, we'll see. We'll see if he's in there tomorrow. But those are two guys I wouldn't mind. You know, platooning though that 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 platoon makes sense to me. The Voight, the Voight Odor platoon, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you just gotta live with Stan in the outfield, Gardner as his caddy. I 
Wade is your pinch runner off the bench. Yeah, I, uh, I think we have a pitching staff too, man. <laughs> pitching staff is coming together. It's kind of amazing that they're coming um, together at all. Yeah, I mean, the pitching's been good. I have my guard about tie on. Like that sixth inning out of nowhere where he just starts getting pounded. Yeah, that's not good. Do you have any any uh any hopes for Severino? No. Or no. any count him. Yeah, out. me neither. I mean, yeah, me too. I'm not um Yeah, I've been I've been out on Severino for a while. I just I don't think it's happening. I think his best case scenario is he comes back and he's like a bullpen guy for an inning or two. Well, that'll, I'll, if we get that out of him, I'll take it. How about Kluber? Any hope for Kluber? <sighs> Not really. I have more hope for Kluber than I do Severino, but I don't know. There, the problem is, is you're going to have to take a guy out of the rotation that's pitching well. Like, well, Hill's going to get taken out, and the guy's going to give up a run in three starts. You can't take him out, man. That's like, I, did, I mean, he's the, one, he's the guy, though, because it's Cole, Montgomery, Tyon. They're not going anywhere. That's three automatics. Mm-hmm. Taking Nestor out? No. Do you think Nestor heel turn into, like, a uh, piggyback situation? Uh, it could be. could be something like that, which wouldn't be a bad – if they could handle it, that wouldn't be a bad uh, way to go. Then you got Herman, though. Oh, man. So, uh, I mean, it's a good problem to it's have. It's a great, but... great problem to have. And you haven't even mentioned, have you mentioned Heaney yet? <laughs> uh, Heaney, we, listen, I, I will, I'll always, uh, we'll always have Wednesday night with Heaney against the Red Sox, seven innings, one run. Was, hey, but truly, I don't, truly, I don't need to you. see Andrew Heaney. I don't need to see Andrew Heaney start another game. No, I hope they don't. I hope they don't get. Uh, don't yeah, don't please don't get fooled into that. I mean, he's a, he's an emergency. He break break glass. That's what that's when you need Andrew Heaney. Okay, <laughs> during a fire. Yeah, in a serious fire. If you see stop Heaney, stop drop and roll. If you see Heaney in October, that's when you know things have gone off the rails uh, a bit. Yeah, you, no, you can't have that. Yeah, no. Yeah, so the Severino news. Uh, I was actually more mad hearing that his shoulder was fine because I was just like, all right, so you were warming up for your rehab start Monday night and you felt something wasn't right. And that just tells me you're a pussy. <laughs> well, I just, I'm so, I don't want to pick on Severino, man, but like, well, your body was a little sore, maybe because you haven't really been pitching that much the last three years. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't. I don't want that guy anywhere near a big game, ever. No, no he was scary when he pitched big games when he was healthy. Yeah, I had a funeral for him when he forgot what time game three was against the Red Sox. That was that was it for me with him. <laughs> Dead to me. That was it. I. I. No, you're a grown man. You don't know what time the game starts. A playoff. Game. I, had a, I also had a funeral. Yeah, I also had a funeral for Larry Rothschild that night. And uh, and basically Boone, but I mean, I kind of stuck with Boone. It was a, it was a fail. It was a failure from the top down, and yeah, that was that was it for Severino in my mind. 
So, yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, a little more faith in Kluber than Severino. <laughs> but I don't have much faith in Kluber either because he was not good when he was healthy either. I don't even remember what – I don't even remember what injury – like, these guys get injured so much, I don't remember what the injury is. Well, uh, Severino's had 11 injuries, so. Well, I'm talking more about Kluber because he's been out since, oh, yeah. like, May. Him I don't remember. I don't remember him at all. Yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have. You just hope they don't fuck it up. Right, but like, you rush a guy back or, you know, you throw a guy into the wrong spot. and Right, you take Nestor yeah. Cortez out of the uh, rotation and then Kluber comes in and starts getting pounded. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got, I mean, you got to expect when you come back, there's going to be some sort of growing pains or just kind of not growing pains, but some sort of like getting back into the swing of things pains. But, right, you can't have that. You can't, you can't bring Kluber back in a must-win game. After, you know, all this time off and all of a sudden you put him into something where, you know, if you lose, you're three games back or something like that. And if you right. Win, so, I don't know. But maybe the bullpen gets strengthened by having all these guys. Maybe that's a yeah, good... You, know, you got to pull the right strings here. Yeah, which is scary because they, a lot of times they don't. Yeah, it's, that's... Is that the weakest part of like, – if this team is going this way, obviously, you know, best record in baseball, I think, since, you know, since the All-Star break. I think everyone since Tampa. I think Tampa, like, might be a half game better okay. since July 4th. Right. Is the weakest part of this team the leadership? Or is it the thin bullpen? I guess you can make a case for either. But I would, I'd say I'm still scared of what Boone does in a big spot. Yeah, no, yeah, no. You can't, you can't go to sleep on Boone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 the bullpen does scare me though too. Hard to win with a bad bullpen. Yeah, and it was. We, I mean, we're not that far removed from that Chicago series, which was less than a week ago, where they were terrible. And they had a good series against the Reds. And they had a good makeup game against the Angels and a good series against the Red Sox. And then a good, I guess, decent first game against the Twins, Britain, and Gale Perron. But uh, you got to get Chapman. You got to get all these guys straightened out. Yeah, it's just about getting healthy and getting right at the right time. I mean, if you're just currently this team, like how they're doing now, like you are – Hot at the right time of the season, you got to keep it rolling through the next couple months, obviously. Um, but yeah, everybody has to be clicking at the same time in October. And the bullpen right now is maybe the furthest. Like they did a lot of carrying the team earlier early in the season, but right now they seem to be furthest from from being right. Obviously, getting Gallo and Rizzo over, I mean, that, yeah, give the lineup some life that didn't that they were lacking. Some balance, yeah. Balance, obviously, they, they were desperate for. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just now it's a matter, I mean, yeah, keep, keep, it, keep the ship rolling, right? You got Minnesota, just take, take everything from Minnesota that you can. This team stinks. They gave up in the season. It's fucking decimate them. No excuses. So you got to take four from them. Because you can. Yeah, I mean, they put themselves in a position, the Yankees, where they had to play 
out of their minds just to get in the race. Like you yeah. still aren't, you're, you're in a race right now. You haven't, you haven't secured a spot. Yeah. You're, you had to play, you had to play that great to get in the race. Yeah. And that's it. And now you have, now like the work starts. I feel yeah. like. I still have to play good. I guess you got to play great. Right. You can't let your guard down. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you played that well just to get in the race, which I did not think was happening, but here we are. Yep. And you, you sweat, you sweat Boston somehow. Yeah, that's like sweeping Boston is just, look, it's August, but you need to do stuff like that in the regular season to give, yeah. you, give yourself confidence. If you remember when we did our season preview, that's what I said I wanted from this team is to have these kind of learning experiences, winning, you know, having these tough series, winning when they're not hitting, which they've done. You know, they've, right. they, they keep talking about they have the best one-run record in baseball. Um, like that's, you know, a lot of times it's because they've, the, the bats have been anemic, but they found a way. Um, you know, Lou Isaac pitching that ninth inning or the seventh inning in that save the other day for him. Yeah. Getting out of a bases loaded jam against the Red Sox. I mean, that's got to be, that's got to work wonders for a kid like that. You know, confidence booster for that, sure. A game that feels like a playoff game. Maybe not, you know, it's August, but it's against the Red Sox. So you're at home, the crowd's pumped up. It's got to feel, it's as close to a playoff game as you can get in August. Right. So that's, uh, those are the kind of things they need to do um, to prepare themselves for, for, some sort of run, but yeah, get healthy, get right, and uh, stay hot. Keep the momentum going, and that's that's the key right there. Yep, that's it. Got to keep winning. And uh, as of right now, division's off the table, but you know, we'll we'll talk. You got you got to make up a few more games. I mean, if, uh, not lose. Well, they've they've been playing the Orioles. But yeah, they have been winning a lot, regardless. You gotta hope they come back down. I mean, I can't even think about the division right now. Five games is a lot in August, late August. Doable, but I mean, yeah, one thing, one step at a time. Right. We'll talk. We'll be here to talk if things get they, interesting. They, but as of right now, it. not thinking about the division. They're done playing the Red Sox, right? But they they do have games against Tampa, right? And the Red Sox, Who? the Yankees. The Yankees finished with. Three against Tampa. That's it. That's the only times they play him is the last. That's it. Boston has a bunch with Tampa. Yeah, Boston did um, play a bunch, yeah. But, yeah, the Yankees only have that three-game series at the end of the year. Yeah. All right. Well, that's something, you know, who knows where you stand at that point. Or right, Tampa took the foot off the break a little bit or the foot off the gas a little bit, and you got to actually have a chance. We'll see. But yep. yeah, like we said, just uh, keep the train moving at this point. That's it. You have to. You put yourselves in a position where you got to win every day, which is what they've been doing. And then there we are. That's they put them. They they put themselves in a, a hole with the way they played the first whatever it was three three and a half months, mm-hmm. where you got to win every day. Keep yeah. keep doing it. Winning cures all, man. Also, I feel good about the Oh yeah. Do, do you get mad when like someone like Michael K is like you see him on the bench now? They're all like pulling for each other, and <laughs> it's like yeah, they're winning. 
<laughs> when you're when you're down fourteen nothing to Tampa, you think they're jumping around and like patting each other on the ass when they're getting their ass kicked? Well, and I just didn't see any fire with the team, man. Even when they were losing, they were, they just seemed dead. They didn't. They seemed lifeless. You know, I'm not expecting them to be hooting and hollering, but you know, I didn't see any like fire at all. So I think, yeah, yeah. But I mean, show me the team that's winning that doesn't look like they're having fun. Winning cures all. That's yeah. it. If you're on a hot streak, it's easy to look like. Yeah. Let, yeah. You're right. Yeah. But I think the team is different, though. I mean, besides the winning. I no, think- there's a different feel to it. It's There's, I don't know, better at bats. It doesn't feel like they're, you know, a few months ago when they went down 2 nothing, it felt like the game was over. Now it feels like they could come back. Um. Yeah, so it, there's definitely a different, definitely a different feel. You just got to hope that they stay healthy and uh, don't, you know, revert back into their old ways. But hopefully, the additions they made will prevent that. Yeah. All right. Good shit, man. Let me get this right. out. Let me get this out there, and uh, let the masses have at it. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. All right. Peace.